Oh, boy. Okay, so all was lost yesterday regarding Always Be Booked programming. It was out of freeze. It was out of hold. But we're back today. If you want the whole stories, you know, there's, there's shows that are under my umbrella of my conglomeration that you can go and listen to if you want those details. But that's not what we're here to do and we're here to talk about today. What we're here to do today is discuss the final two days of my Virgin Voyages cruise that we took last week with Stu. And then follow up with your emails we got some doozies this week so let's start the show oh we back for another one right <laughs> bags are packed hey tommy you ready let's go we going in hey it's the night before the cruise And if I'm honest, I ain't sleeping But even if I could, I'd be dreaming About this weekend, all the fun we about to have As we taking this vacation Always be booked on our way to embarkation Cause we know it's in store Pockets and palm trees, tropical sea breeze And frozen daiquiris, oh please Thank you sir, yes I think I'll have another Please don't blow my cover, cause I'm passing on the muster Bring a lover, bring a friend, bring someone you just met It ain't snowing where we going And the good times never end Here's the five more years, drinking beers, running Pierce. Thanks for giving us your ears through the laughter and the tears But we just getting started out here, give us a holler If you're looking, you can find us somewhere south of the Bahamas Getting hotter as we go, cones and we united So sound that horn, cause everybody's invited Thank you, thank you, thank you so much Room full of people somewhere on the planet all aboard and welcome, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Always Be Booked Cruise Cast Show coming to you not quite live from Boca Raton, Florida, sunny South Florida, I should say, on this Thursday. The show is a little late, isn't it there? Okay, Tommy, a little crack in the armor there with the uh, with the consistency. You've been humming along. Everything's been good. And then boom, today, well, you got to give me a little credit. Took like a month and a half for it to happen. I've been pretty, pretty good. And you know what? In days and, you know, let's just say years past, I might even have skipped the show. We're late, but we're not skipping the show. We're going with the mantra, don't let what you can't do get in the way of what you can do. You know, I have a Patreon show. It's $8 a month. It's a show that's Monday through Friday. It's called The Wake Up Show, and we talk about cruise news. We celebrate where ships are, at what ports, what time the sun's coming up at those ports, and give some wild stories, too. Not unlike today's, which was also late, but it detailed how I woke up barely even um, uh, alive on a pier at 3 a.m. In downtown West Palm Beach, p a t r e o n dot com slash always be booked. If you want to sign up, it's eight dollars a month for stories like that and others. There's also a five dollar a month version, which gets you a show on Friday. Uh, you'll get the one a week. You won't get the Monday through Friday. You'll get the two free shows and the one uh, $5 show that's on Friday. Anyway, let's move it along here. Facebook group, Always Be Booked, Cruise and Travel Lounge on Facebook. Uh, very happy about that. Getting a lot of new members coming in. A lot of new member requests are joining uh, lately. And I love it. Also, Instagram, Always Be Booked. YouTube, Always Be Booked as well. Interesting, interesting scenario. So I, uh, we're going to get into today, like I said, the Bimini Day on Virgin Voyages as well as the final sea day and your emails. That's, what, that's, that's what's on tap today. So the last couple of days have been quite a roller coaster, just celebrating and then actually taking part in the celebration of life for my friend Joe and the, uh, you know, I guess the, the night that went on after with very people who were very, very close to him, including his brother. Uh, his father was there. It was just a wild few days. And again, it culminated with me sleeping on a pier downtown outdoors uh, like I'm without home. But we made it. Everything's okay. We're back today. We're feeling great. We're feeling good. But so in the midst of all the chaos and the and the and the wackiness of the last few days, I forgot to do something. I forgot it had slipped my mind. I think understandably, but maybe you know what? They called me old last minute Tommy for no for a reason. And I missed my final payment on my carnival celebration cruise. And this is just okay, so this spoiler alert, it's a happy ending. We're good. But this is amazing. I did, I had three hundred and I believe twenty dollars left to pay on the balance for the cruise, and I it slipped my mind, and I did not um, 
I did not know if this was going to be able to be resolved or not. So I called them today and I sat on hold for a while. So I said, you know, they gave him my booking number, told him that, you know, I missed my final payment date by a couple of days. Is there any sort of uh, concession that could be given? And then she put me on hold. And I waited on hold for about 20, 25 minutes. I don't know what it is with these cruise lines and not being, not having enough people to be able to handle situations, but I've, it, it's absolutely out of control how long you end up sitting on hold with these cruise lines. But Carnival usually had been pretty good until this point. So they put me on hold for 20 minutes and then somebody answered, but it had nothing to do with my previous conversation. I explained to them the ship, the sale date, who I was going with, what happened, why I forgot to pay. Um, I gave them my date of birth, gave them my pin number, everything. Sit on hold 20 minutes. Somebody comes back who's completely new to the call. And I'm like, are you kidding me? And then she's like, well, and I, and I said to myself, you know what? I have, a, I have a, a, a goal here. I want something resolved. So it won't really be to my benefit if I fly off the handle, get a little crazy now. So I'm just going to, you know, I'm not going to start demanding accountability. I just want this thing to be resolved. So uh, I guess in my older years, maybe I'm kind of growing up just a little bit. So I say, okay, no problem. No problem at all. So I told the story again about how I was negligent and forgot to do my final payment. And then she put me on hold as well. She came back and she said, you know that that was a very, very special offer. And I was like, yes, I do know. That offer, she said, that offer is no longer available. I'm like, I understand. I understand that it's closer to the sailing date, so an offer like that. But can we just pretend the last couple of days didn't exist? Can you talk to a supervisor and go to resolutions and see if we can make this happen? So she was able to do so. I was able to pay them remaining 330 today. And uh, this is amazing. I mean, can you <laughs> can you imagine I got it up. I got it up. So this is the carnival celebration on December 11th. Okay? December 11th. It's eight days. It le- celebration hasn't even sailed yet. It's brand new. I mean, it hasn't even... Uh, it just finished sea trials, I believe. Uh, is that true? No, that might not be true. I don't know what it just finished. It's supposed to... It's supposed to set sail in mid-November. So I think I'm like the third or fourth sailing. I'm not sure. Miami, Florida... 4 p.m. on the 11th. Then it's a fun day at sea. Then it's Grand Turk, 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Tuesday. Wednesday, Amber Cove, Dominican Republic, 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. Then Thursday, San Juan, Puerto Rico, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. Friday, St. Thomas, 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. Two fun days at sea. Back in Miami, this is an eight-day cruise on Carnival's newest ship, so new that it doesn't exist yet. You know what I paid for it? You know what the final pricing is? The total payment for the cruise is (laughs) $522.54. I mean, that feels like robbery. That feels like like committed robbery. And we have $200 on board credit. Not that that's a huge deal, but if you want to consider that, so consider that we paid three twenty two for this cruise. It's it's amazing. Again, like I said, this has nothing to do with always be booked. Nothing to do with my status as a uh, a, a cruising uh, influence, a, a, a travel conglomerate. We're talking when you think always be booked. You think I know you think big business, corporate America, uh, cruising. But it's not. It's not because of that. This is simply because I am a moderate gambler in the casino. And keep in mind, I have not even sailed on Carnival in years. And I think this is going to be the cruise that puts me at platinum. I think I think I am one cruise away. I've, I've distributed my cruising days, my sea days, my days at sea with each cruise line, not on purpose, but just so perfectly that I think I'm probably going to hit that third tier. Is it the third tier? Yeah, they're like basically the third tier at the same time with everybody on my next cruise with everybody. I think it's a similar situation with Royal when I do the eight-day Southern Caribbean in less than 30 days. Pirates and Pier Runners are less than 30 days away. Can you believe that? I can't believe it. I'm excited. 
Big shout out to Sandy. I got your Facebook message. Yes, I'll get those gratuities taken care of. Uh, for, uh, we'll do that tomorrow uh, if you're available for that. But but yeah, give me today was a little wacky. Today uh, today was a little wacky. That's all I could say. All right. So where are we? And I want to talk about where we left off as far as the um, the the previous cruise just went on. So Bimini. Bimini, uh, again, that was a little bit of a late start, a late start by design, had a late night the night before. I didn't want to anyway, guys. I wanted to go to Bimini. I wanted to get some good, strong time at Bimini, but I, as you know, am not a daytime beach guy per se, so I don't need to get there on the first shuttle and be there basking, basking in the sun. I wanted to maybe get some of the barbecue get some of the food that was over there i didn't end up doing that i just got there i got there late listen so i i went to the gym i did do the gym i went to the coffee i got the grab and go galley stuff i think i did the uh salmon with the capers again it was so delicious the smoke the smoked salmon with the capers on, on the toast it's it's just really really good with the little egg whites as well uh how it how it works is you get off the cruise ship and then you walk to till the basically to the back of the ship all the way up the pier and regularly i mean regularly they have trams going and the first one so they i think they have three stops the first stop was at some canoe park or something like that i don't know what it was seemed like people were enjoying it there the second stop was also a um a resort's world so there is a major resort on bimini and i think the island is technically named after it and i think there's a partnership there i don't have the exact details but there's resorts world at bimini and i think that's a hilton property and that has a casino on and a full-on casino a pool you can do land-based vacations there which i absolutely am going to do because you can get the you can get a high-speed ferry over that i think it's two or three hours to bimini and you're basically zipping across the atlantic ocean and you do that right from i believe it's uh, fort lauderdale and uh, that's a nice little thing to know that you can do. Basically, that's cruise. So that's basically two destinations that I went to on this cruise that you don't necessarily need to go on a cruise to get to. And that's Key West and that's Bimini. So excited about that. By the way, I want to announce, I don't know if I'm actually going to do it. I think I, I mentioned that I want to take up kayaking. I want to... Uh, I want to kayak. I want to dedicate my life to kayaking and or pier fishing, one or the other. My life is crazy right now. It's just, I'm so, listen, you got to think about it. Just going 60 to zero, talking about my texts just blowing up every 15 minutes, whether it's staff, whether it's bosses, uh, running from restaurant to restaurant, zipping around Long Island, going from one place to another, putting out fire after fire, whether it's uh, we're out of this or this is broken or this one didn't show up. It didn't stop. Guess what, guys? It stopped. <laughs> and I'm telling you right now, I'm having a little trouble. I'm having a little trouble. Get I got to figure something out. I got to figure out because, yeah, I know I'm pretty busy. First of all, let's just call it what it is. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. I lost who is as best of a friend to me as anybody. You know, people throw the term best friend around, my bestie, my best friend. People throw that term around a lot. Like I said, I'm, I don't necessarily have a title for someone as my best friend. I think if it's more of a, a short list of best friends and nobody is on a, was on a shorter list than my friend Joe and to have to, to, to lose him. I mean that I'm not here. I, I, I try to get on here and forget about things and do a podcast for you guys. And just as much as you're looking for a little bit of an escapism from life with this, so am I in regards to that. But that has leveled me. That has absolutely leveled me. And yeah, life does go on and I got to kind of, you know, get my act together. But yeah, the things have been just different. Things have not, this has not been the transition down to Florida that I've been expecting. So what you, the only thing you could do is keep battling. But what I'm saying is, I don't know where that tangent came from. So I, I guess I was basically saying I, um, I am going to do some trips I am going to uh, go whether it's Key West or whether it's uh, Bimini again. 
land-based or non-cruising based, I should say, because you still have to, there's plenty of water involved when you're going to Bimini still. Um, I don't think I, I don't think I made way my, I don't think I made my way back from that tangent. How did I get, how did I get there? So I was talking about just zero to 60 to zero. I was talking about, I guess, uh, you know, having a lot of free time somewhere along there. That's what I was talking about. Basically, let's take it back to Resorts World. So Resort Resorts World is the main attraction on Bimini, the hotel, casino, resort, whatever you want to call it. And that's the first stop. And then the, the next stop is the Bimini Beach Club. And obviously, that is uh, fully operated by Virgin Voyages. There is a partnership, I believe, that when Virgin Voyages is not using it, I do believe Resort Resorts World can use it, I think, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know who mans it. I don't know who operates it. But I was told that this, listen, Bimini is basically a Resorts World island, and they kind of run the show there. But when I got there, it was very nice. You know what I mean? A lot of times these private island beach clubs can be sort of typical. But like the way Virgin does it, like they always do, they make it very, very nice. So it was a gorgeous facility walking up to it. And it was, uh, you know, with a minute you walk in, you're walking through sort of like a shaded kind of sort of outdoorish alfresco, if you will, lobby type of a scenario. And then you walk past that and you're upon the pool with all the loungers by the pool. Uh, the pool on either side of it has two bars. There's a bar when you walk in right in that lobby that I mentioned. And then there's a bar towards the beach, basically at either end of the pool. And I heard there was another bar as well. So I heard there was a total of four bars. And then after the bars, you know, you have to parallel to the bars, you have some more loungers. And then past the loungers, you have the beach and ultimately the ocean. So I get there. I meet up with Stu. He's already knee deep with a bunch of his friends there hanging out. He met this um, crew of... uh, crew of people that I actually had been gambling with too. We had some fun at the tables the night before. And then Stu had some fun with them drinking. So then we did that for a while. So I maybe three or four drinks in. They wanted to go to the beach. They want to get put their toes in the water. I had different things in mind. Okay. You know me being the forever renegade, the uh the 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 the, the revolutionary. I just I just wanted to go in the pool. You guys know I love a pool. If I'm going to be in a beach club during the day with some drinks, I'm going to do it in the pool. And that's what I did. So this pool, the DJ was great. The DJ plays all day. And then there was uh, some people that I knew from the ship that were there. So I floated around. And at one point, I was being steered by these two girls that uh, <laughs> we met the night before. Uh, at, I think it was the night before. Yeah, Scarlet Night. And we had some fun with them. And the next thing you know, I felt like I wasn't just floating. I literally got lost. in like That was the closest moment I had to pure pure cruise bliss. And I didn't won't say that there was any pure cruise bliss on this cruise. But if there was a moment that was close, it was there. It was when I sat on the big floaty. They have random big floaties that are just randomly sitting throughout the pool for first come, first serve basis. And I found a nice one. I found a big big, nice one with a drink holder, everything. And I sat on that thing and shut it down. And you'd float around this and that. Next thing you know, I feel like, all right, I'm not on autopilot anymore. I'm being manned. My vehicle is being manned. And I turned around and it was the two girls that were from last night and they were steering me. They were just giving me a ride. And I was like, oh, that's and then they laughed when they realized that I finally realized that they were doing it. And then they, they laughed and I was like, oh, very nice. That was very nice. I appreciate that. And then they, they kind of, okay, now, you know, they, they, they threw me off into the, into, into back into autopilot and I floated again, then bumped it to somebody else that I, that I knew uh, from the night before. This guy was, he seemed like he was a little crazy, but it was a fun time. So uh, then after the beach, got back up. Onto the, uh, I went back to the bar, and here's where a little bit of the the problem happened. Um, so, <sighs> what what can you say? This is this is an issue with with Virgin Voyages. So obviously, like a lot of the beach clubs, they get off the ship, and then they're your bartenders on on land as well. This woman, this cell phone thing is a disaster. Like if you worked for me. As a staff member in the past, if you were on your cell phone, I, I sent you home. Now, by design, you're supposed to be on your cell phone. Every single thing. There's no registers. There's no nothing. Virgin Voyages does so many things good. They're so so cutting edge, and they've left 
a lot of cruise lines in the dust in terms of so many things. But then there's these other things, these staple things, these infrastructural things that I think you have to just leave the way they are. And that's ringing people up with actual POS systems. Because this is what happened. Here's how it goes down. You go to Bimini, you order a drink or any bar on on the ship. You order a drink. They go to an app and... uh, you gotta, you gotta pull up. Uh, you gotta, they go, they gotta go to their app. They gotta pull up the part where they charge you, and then they go to go to your wearable bracelet, and then they gotta scan you with their phone your wearable bracelet. And then once they're scanned, they have to go in and figure out. Then they have to figure out what what the item is. So there's a lot of scrolling and a lot of looking when there should be drink pouring going on, and extrapolate that out to a bunch of people on a cruise ship. And again, Virgin Voyages, it's a party ship. So when you have a it's very, very smart of them to not offer a drink package, I don't love it, but it's smart of them to not offer a drink package in this regard. It's called the, if you build it, they will pay approach. And I, yes, granted, I just made that up out of my head today. So that's not like this thing you've been missing out on, but I will say this, if If you do the party as well as you do on Virgin Voyages, that is going to create a scenario where people are going to want to drink, okay? And the fact that you don't offer a drink package, you should be taking any obstacles out of the way for people who do want to order a drink. You do such a great job. Like I could see, like if there was a scenario where you didn't charge people for drinks and there was drink packages everywhere and you want to put a couple of roadblocks up there a la the carnival pizza where you know you put the line in play on purpose because you know they're not paying per per, per transaction you're not getting a, a, a you know you're not getting paid for that you're getting paid at the beginning so you already got your money i get it some a lot of people will say all right maybe the bar service tends to slow down when that happens. I could tell you in my business, we did that all the time where it was, you know, you buy an open bar and the open bar is grossly cheap. So we, so you put in place a scenario where you're paying $20 for a two hour open bar. That's $20 for a two hour open bar. Yeah. We're not necessarily going to be jumping over ourselves to make sure you got 19 drinks in you. But if you're getting a transaction with money for every time you sell a drink, you should absolutely not have any obstacles in the way from you being able to do that. I could tell you I would have ordered more drinks. I absolutely would have ordered more drinks if there wasn't an obstacle um, for, for for me to get these drinks. That absolutely did happen. And, you know, I here's the other thing. When we got there after the pool, the both bars were in complete and total disarray. Nobody could give you a time when the actual bar closed. You could tell the staff was completely frustrated. They were running out of things. I was asking for another drink. They said, "The what time is it? The bar's closed. They they said that. What time is it? The bar's closed. Well, how do you know the bar's closed? You don't even know what time it is. And then I guess this bar was supposed to close at 4.30, but the other one opens for the extra hour till 5.30. The one I went to, they basically they they said we don't have we don't have this we don't have that we're closing at four thirty, beat it. That's that's what they said. And so here's the thing: I wanted Tito's Tito's and soda. They didn't have Tito's and soda. The only vodka they had left was Belvedere. Belvedere was three dollars more than Tito's. They didn't give me any discount. You're paying for the you're paying for Belvedere if you want Belvedere. All right, I don't think that's right, but you should give me the Tito's price for Belvedere if you don't have Tito's. I don't know. That's just how it should be, but I get it. Big business, corporations, whatever. So then they were in disarray, so we walked away. There were people yelling. Here's the other thing they don't do. At any of these bars, there's a round bar, and this is not just typical to them. I've seen this happen at Coco K too. When it's a round island bar, Especially if you have your head dipped in a cell phone the whole time, you don't know who's first. You don't know who's coming when, who's coming where, who's waiting, been waiting for a drink. I several times saw somebody just run up and make a lot of noise and get their drink before I did, even though I was there three people before them. So that's what you do. You have to, you're put in a position where you have to make noise. You have to be annoying. And the last thing I want to do is be annoying. But you have to yell, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, because those are the people who get served. 
So then after that disaster happened, we went over to the other bar that they said was open until 5.30. This bar at about 5, quarter to 5, about 10 to 5, they said, we're closed, we're closed. I'm like, really, what time do you close? He goes, we're closed now. I'm like, well, what, what's the time that you're supposed to be closed? And then Stu got, Tommy, Tommy said, no, Stu, no. I'm, I'm, I have a question here. I want to know what time this bar is supposed to close at. Because if you want to explain to me that you're out of everything or you're in disarray or whatever that's going on. So both bars were shut down early. I know, coming off like an alcoholic, but you're on a vacation and you want your drink, and that's it. But I was not the only one that was getting pissed off. I see, I saw a lot of people around me that were having the same issue, and that was it. That was just a frustrating sequence, I'll call it. I'll call it a sequence in a very, very nice cruise and an enjoyable cruise. And yes, I know, pack your patience. Got to pack your patience. But, you know, I guess with me, it's like I don't like when... I didn't like when the guy told me go to the other bar. I didn't like when they overcharged me because they didn't have Tito's. And I did not like when the guy said, here's the guarantee you're getting. I'm like, well, I'm trying to figure out what time this bar normally closes. Sir, sir, it closes when we close. I'm like, yeah, no, no, you don't, you don't, you don't say that to me. Okay. Eventually, because still was, you know, I, plus I just, at the end of the day, just get me my drink. I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, but I just so I didn't push it. But you know that's not supposed to be what an answer is. An answer is not supposed to be because I want to know you because you because the reason he didn't want to give me an answer was is because he was closing early. He was closing the bar early, and the bar is supposed to close at five thirty probably, and he was closing it early. And I would say I, I if I was going to do a review, if I was going to do a, um, a a survey and say oh you know they closed the bar forty five minutes early. No, he figures I don't know when they're supposed to close. So he's trying to ride that out as to why he's closing the bar early. But it was complete disarray. They were out of ice. They were out of lemons, limes. They were out of everything. I actually think, and I'm not lying, I think they put a regurgitated lemon. I think they saved. They did. Holy crap. Oh, that's disgusting. When I walked in, I got a drink at that lobby bar. And... Someone said we were out of lime. Someone said to the guy, "We're out of limes," and then the other one said, "No, we got them." And I said, "You got the limes back?" And then he's like, "Yeah." So I saw the lime that was in my drink, walked away, dude. He put a freaking already used lime in there, a lime from another drink, because I usually take the lime out and try to squeeze it into the drink, and this lime had already been squeezing, and he didn't do it. Guys, think about that. That's a big one right now. That's coming to. Dude, they use, they reuse limes. They reuse limes because how else are you going to not have limes and then all of a sudden get limes? They run around to the drinks that are laying around, laying around and they put old limes in new drinks. That's a disgrace. That's really bad. Again, not enough to tell you I don't I, I didn't like the experience. But that's inexcusable. That's a big one. They're reusing freaking limes. That's awful. Because I, I didn't think of it when he put it in there. Maybe it was a mistake. Maybe, um, I don't know. It was, why, why would he do that? But then to find out that they were out of limes, that's exactly what he did. They collect them. They collect them. That's awful. Anyway, after that, we went to dinner. Okay, we got back on the ship. Um, oh, okay. So we went back. We went back on the ship, and then we continued the party. So Stu's crew—they uh, were all cool people, fun people uh, from various parts of Florida. And the one couple had speakers with them. So I, the same exact Bluetooth that I have that I use for the room, they had two of them, and they brought it down to the pool. So the pools are, are divided. So there's one side of the pool. I'm sorry, the pool deck. It's almost like a solarium setup on. Royal Caribbean's older ships. You know how you have the one regular main pool and then you have the structure where the bar is and then on the other side of that, you have the other bar with the other smaller pool which is the solarium on the older ships. That was the exact pretty much look of that whole setup but they called that the uh, the, the gym and tonic bar and that basically is a fitness area. So they had a punching bag on that deck too. They had a little bit of a, a structure where you could do some workouts and calisthenics and pull-ups and monkey bars. And then on either side of that bar was the gym. And the fitness center, like I said, was fantastic. It was laid out very, very nicely. But we were in that pool. And this is kind of like after Bimini. People, most people got off the um, off the off the tram 
from from Bimini and go right to getting ready for dinner. We were still wanting to go into the pool, so we went into the pool, and he had two speakers, and we had a great time out there. It was a really, really good time. And then after about an hour or two of that, we went back into the room, and then we're going to get ready for dinner now. So this is uh, the night we went to Gun Bay. Gun Bay. Gun, Gun Bay. This is the, uh, what, what do you call it, the... Um, the the Korean barbecue style restaurant on the ship. Very, very popular. Definitely very much kind of gimmicky, but it was good. So we sat down and I'm not going to lie. So this is not really great, great food. It's not going to blow you away. You know how you have hibachi and it's just as much about the experience. There's not too many scenarios where you go into a hibachi restaurant or, you know, a, a Japanese style steakhouse and, you know, and you're getting blown away by the food. It's more about the entertainment, the community of it, and this was no different. Uh, they make they made you play this game, and yeah, we got into it. I don't know. It's just it's, a, it's it was like this drinking game they made you play, and you know if you're really drunk, we had a guy at our table who was absolutely destroyed. Funny guy cracked us all up. It was myself and Stu, uh, two other women, and then two other guys who were friends with each other, and. One of these guys was clearly, clearly babysitting the other guy. And it was fun, though. They were both really, really good dudes. You could tell that, you know, they cruise a lot and, you know, they they were fun to talk to and the ladies were cool, too. But the one guy, the the, the, the dude who showed up, he showed up late, but they, t- they warned us about him. He said that this guy's going to be off the wall. He was cursing, all good-natured, good fun. Um, yeah, he had a couple of prison stories, too, but it was very nice. It was a fun time at dinner. And uh, I don't know if I mentioned it before. After dinner, we went down and we saw uh, uh, Madis- Madison Grace, and she was awesome. I mentioned her. She has a band. Uh, you know, I think I did tell you guys about her right i'll just say it again quick the madison grace experience acoustic she played the acoustic guitar and then she had a full band backed up with her would play you know a full band i don't even know why i said the word acoustic because it's a full band she just happens to play the acoustic guitar very very soulful singer not gonna blow you away with her vocal acrobatics or range or anything like that but very sexy very sexy and and could play anything you know what i mean she's she's also uh, was pushing her solo hits and stuff like that she just released an album if you want to check her out madison grace so that was the uh what else did we do then dinner and then uh to atrium madison grace cough oh yeah that was the day i kind of went there i went down i did not have much to offer on that day because it was everything was kind of still catching up. I think the real situation was gone bay. There was so much food eaten. I did eat a little bit beforehand because I was waiting for stew and I figured maybe it wouldn't be a lot because the portions at all the other restaurants were very were pretty light in general. So I figured, all right, so I'll wait for stew. Let me grab some sushi. I grabbed some sushi and then uh, we went in and then they overloaded you with rice, overloaded you with apps and food and this and that. So it was a lot. And I had already done a day's worth of drinking. So if you're going to tell me I'm drinking all day and then I'm going to overdo it with the food, it's very, it's going to be very, very difficult for me to get back on track and ready for a, uh, a good, strong, you know, night of drinking. Um, I tried to rally, but I couldn't. I ended up figuring that would be the day later on. Again, it's not. I, I, I have no problem. I could eat. You guys know that. So I didn't eat for a while, but then late night I went back to the pizza just because I wanted to make sure I tried it, and it was a long wait. Waited about 45 minutes for the pizza. The way they do it is you walk in, you place your order, and then you basically sit. It's almost like pizza DMV. You sit there and you wait for your buzzer to go off depending upon what time of day it is, and then you get to also laugh at all the people who are absolutely destroyed and getting their late night pizza. And again, like I said, me, I had some coffee. So I was far from boozed up anymore. I was just basically hanging around to get a picture and try the pizza and and just feel the experience out. And that's exactly what I did do. And then I shut it down in the bed. Uh, By now, I'm still awake though. I'm, I'm not necessarily tired. I'm just not wanting to booze. So I put on the movie. I put on Argo and I watched Argo and I it was really, I, I don't know. I enjoyed the movie. I really enjoyed watching Argo. Every, is it not everything better on a cruise ship down to a Ben Affleck movie too? I don't know what to tell you. All right. Skimming through the final day, uh, late start, did the gym, uh, finished getting 
pictures for the tour. So any any type of uh, pictures or video that I did not get of any areas regarding the ship tour, I made sure I kind of ran around and, and, and filled any of those holes. Uh, I toyed with the idea of not drinking. And just coming back onto the ship. See, this is not feeling good or sounding good after the night I had last night. Now there's more drinking. It is starting to look like it is a little bit of a pattern here going on. But you'll see. I will clean it up. I have cleaned it up. I go on, You go on runs and you go off runs. But I'm definitely going to be off, off on the wagon, off the run for the next uh, foreseeable future. But then we got another cruise in 30 days. So we'll see. Um. I don't know if I ever believed I wouldn't drink, but we did what we did. We went to the pool. We had some, uh, you know, we had we, we had some drinks at the pool, missed dinner. So I skipped dinner on this one because of the fact that I just did not want to repeat what I did the night before. And I wanted to have a good night last night uh, on the last night. We did go to a show called Never Sleep Alone. You know, these these a lot of the people on board were recommending it because they were doing it again for the last night, and it was cool. So we we uh, we saw this show. Now this was again unlike any type of show you'd ever expect to see on a cruise ship. You always have to keep reminding yourself that there's no kids on board, so this is okay. You know what I mean? And you you if you complain. They're not gonna. They, they're not gonna hear you. You know what I mean. Whereas Carnival, they'll. You know they're in danger. That Quest show is in danger of getting canceled all the time because people just don't listen and they complain. And Carnival will hear them out. They will get. They will provide them with an audience to listen to. Uh, Virgin Voyages, you could tell they're just not going to be apologetic about it. They they're not apologetic about making you wait for two hours for a drink and reusing old limes from other drinks. Uh, then I could apologize about a sex show that they warned warned you about. But it was pretty funny. It got pretty out of hand. Stu got called up to the stage. Didn't do anything crazy. I didn't know what was going to happen. I did not know what to expect. But you know, basically, Stu's bit was where they they sat with a lady. They sat a lady down, made her blindfolded, and then you had to like seduce her with just your voice. Which that put, Stu's got a nice voice, right? No problem with Stu. Stu's got a uh, you know he's, he's he's a very good speaker. And uh, you know, he, he he sounds like I've done a podcast with Stu. It sounds like he could he could be on the air too as well with with the way he does uh you know he's very articulate and a good speaker but Stu's you know Stu's thing is he's a handsome guy you know what I mean he's handsome Stu is what his nickname is so he's uh you know behind the eight ball a little bit if you if you're blindfolding the girl but Stu did his thing where he uh you had you had like two you have to say two sentences to the girl or something like that to get her to want to bang you or sleep with you or whatever. And then uh, the first guy did his thing and then uh, the second guy did his thing and then Stu did his thing and she picked one of the other guys. No harm, no foul, no big deal. Stu came back and sat down. But the finale thing was they got two people on stage. Now, on our cruise, it was a couple. I didn't know that. I thought these were strangers. Would have been much better if they were strangers. Uh, But it was a couple I heard on the European cruises, they told us that it's, on, on the European version, they don't do couples. They do strangers. But they basically uh, tie each other up. They tie both parties up, and then they make the woman uh, fillet a banana that's being held between the legs of the man, and you're basically seeing her go down on this guy with a banana, and then she gets a watermelon placed in her lap. And he has to eat the watermelon out of her lap. And it's a big, wild, crazy, wow, wow, wow. And everybody's crazy. Wow, wow. This is crazy. So scandalous on a cruise ship. It was was funny. It was funny. It got a good little round of applause. Since Stu was the uh, participant, we got to go to a VIP party afterwards. Was really just, you know, the cast of of of, of, of the show sat with us. And they hung out with us. And we had a drink. And that was it. And then that was pretty much it. They stayed in the club for a little while. I went into the casino, okay? And this was the last stand. I went back in with my $350 of whatever else I lost. I believe I did go in for another one or $200. It gets to be a blur after a while. But I, uh, I play, we played forever. This was a fun night, a fun table. We had the right five people at the table with the right dealers the whole entire time. We had three separate dealers that we were pissed off that they changed every time, but that each dealer ended up being cooler than the next one. 
I spotted we had this girl named KC was one of the dealers and she was fun she was being cool but she was kind of quiet but being fun you could tell she was in our corner wanting us to win and then i spotted because i was sitting on the end i spotted her apron it said a little in little small little words it said sexy kc and then i was like kc hold on what's going on with this apron it says sexy k sexy kc huh and then the whole table went whoa sexy and she laughed she got embarrassed that it was funny i got a picture of it too she's like no no pictures no pictures but it was cool so it was a great, great, great run. And at one point, I was probably up. I won all the money I lost back, definitely. And then up probably a couple of hundred dollars from there. So really not that exciting that I was up a couple of hundred dollars. But then I lost that. Because at the end of the night, they put in a cooler. They definitely put somebody in. She was, again, it's just so weird. Like, she was smiling. and she I don't know if she really wanted to take my money and take our money. But it was just me. Everybody got up and left. I just stayed there. I was having fun. So I was like, oh, let me play a few more hands. Dumb. Very dumb. So it was just me and her. And she was kind of like, not rude, just very fast, very impersonal. And then I probably put, I don't know. I probably put, and that's the thing I cashed out too. I got all my chips, but then I was like, ah, I'm sitting on, I'm over a couple of hundred dollars. I was down a thousand, nine hundred. So if I'm over a couple of hundred, I could at least. So I let that go, lost that, and then probably another hundred or two. So I probably left gambling wise. I probably was down around two or three hundred dollars, all in. End of story. And that was it. That was the cruise. Some just general stuff. I'll go over quickly. Uh, uh, there was roving entertainment on board. I, I think I might have said some of this stuff, but just bear with me if it's a little repetitive. There was roving entertainment. There was soloists. There was acoustic people. There was a band. I heard there wasn't that at first, and they didn't do that at first. But now, while I was on the ship, you could absolutely find that in multiple places along with the DJ and the modern entertainment. The game room is free. I had no idea. I'm not a big gamer, but I probably, if I would have known it was free, I probably would have played a couple of games and checked it out in the arcade. Game room is totally free. Uh, what else? Uh, paint. The paint. They, you know how I did on Norwegian, you do the thing where you, you paint? This was a ripoff on this ship, okay? So I saw that there was paint available. You can get together, and artists will teach you how to paint, and you paint along with them. You know, one of those sip and paint type things. This was, I walked by this thing. I think they were painting on index cards. The canvas was like a, a little bit bigger than the size of an index card. I'm exaggerating, but it was very, very small. It was significantly smaller than an 8.5 by 11 sheet of paper. So I'm like, come on, what are you, you going to do? You're even charging me more. You know what? If you can't, if you can't pay for the freaking thing, if it's a money issue, charge me more and let me make a real painting on a real sized canvas. That was that was a little weird. Uh, the spa, the spa looked absolutely sick, but you know it's a little wacky on short cruises. Like and there's very limited sea days. How much time are you going to spend in the spa as far as trying to do the thermal spa, I should say? So the thermal spa package was, I believe it was $40 a day. And I think it was $30 a day on days where we were in port. So sea days, $39, uh, 30 for regular um, port days. And it looked beautiful. We didn't do it. And Stu's a spa guy. Stu is usually one of the first things that he does is let's check out the spa, pay for the whole package. I think they screwed themselves up by not doing that. They should offer a weekly package for the ship, for the for the trip. You should do like most cruise lines do. It's advantageous to the guest to do it the way they do it currently. But for them as a business, you know, you sell that room. And then you basically tell people you have unlimited access. You just got to pay me 160 or you know, whatever it is, whatever, extrapolate the amount of days per day price and make everybody pay up front because a lot of people won't even go. But thing is, is that on a short cruise and you're running around and you're doing your thing, you don't want to just, you want to keep it going. You want to keep it moving. You know, you don't want to sit and shut it down completely in a spa. That whole, the whole time it would it would help us out like on this Royal Caribbean cruise we're going on I wish they would do a by day option because I don't think I'm paying 200 220 dollars for the spa so I probably won't end up in the spa but if you gave me the option where I could do it a couple of days you know that would be nice all right uh nothing on this ship is really disposable I don't think except maybe the napkins that's it there wasn't really much disposable if you got a drink of water every, all the silverware was silver <laughs> All the uh, the cups, the water cups, anything you got was, uh, 
you know, you even the to go stuff, even the carry the the grab and go stuff. That was a look like plastic. It looked like you throw it away, but you don't throw it away. It's actually reusable plastic. Everything. The mustard drill was hysterical. It was very. I, I, we mentioned that yes the other day. I remember that. Um, the no key card thing. I don't love. I wish there was a key card. I talked about the bathrooms. Uh, you could shake for champagne at any time if you want to shake your phone on the app and you're on the app you shake your phone and you can get champagne but it's you know basically a hundred dollar bottle of champagne but they'll bring it to you wherever you want to wherever you are during the ship you just shake it and they'll run you some champagne yeah it's very they're very sexually kind of undertones on everything everything's uh, uh the grab and go stuff is called a quickie they call it a quickie. Everything is, uh, you know, even the little thing we did is like an S&M thing. So it's very, very sexually charged ship. I don't know. It's borderline too much. I'm not a prude guy. You know that. But, you know, it's when is, well, does it have to be shoved in your face that much? I think they probably were fine. I think it was just for me, who's not a prude guy. I thought it was just at the limit for some people who might have a little bit more of a sensitivity to that type of thing, easily offended. They may have been put off by the ship a little bit. And then some other people may have think that this was no big deal. It was awesome. So what I loved about this cruise, no kids loved that they knew how to really, really party loved that there was a crowd. There, there was crowd. The crowd was the pockets were out of control. It was a pocket rich cruise it was funny because me and Stu, i forgot what we used pocket for the reason the word pocket was invented was re-realized on this cruise because we're walking around and i'm saying Stu, and i'm like making a head motion and i'm like still over there like what was Stu, and he'd say to me too tommy over there look tom tommy too and we didn't really know how to, I'm like, and Stu just goes, here, how's, here's the thing. Why don't you just say pocket? Because they don't know what we're talking about if we say pocket. I'm like, oh, yeah. That's why we invented that in the first place. Because we could say pocket, 6 o'clock, and nobody will have any idea what we're talking about. I was like, it was like, it was like I had to be reminded as to what, because we just turned the word pocket into just, you know, any anything, you know, what it is. But the purpose of inventing the word pocket was so as to not sound like a creep job while you're pointing out pockets around the cruise ship so we did that um so the crowd was great the options of food that you can go in and get different types of food was phenomenal the food i'm not gonna say it was i i was a little bit underwhelmed by the quality of the food but at the same time i say that would care because it's all free so you have to remember that it's free and then i was upset with the portions but that's my fault too because they tell you, just order more. You should have just ordered more. If you wanted more food, just order more food. So I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to blame them because I walked out of the restaurant hungry. I should have ordered more. But it wasn't like the presentation sometimes outdid the flavor. And like, especially in like place like the Gun Bay, like basically it was cool. It was a cool presentation. But what do you do? I'm watching you. You're taking meat and you're putting it on this grill in front of me and then you're handing it to me. There's no crazy, incredible preparations. There's not a lot of thought going into this. It's just fun. It's communal and it's fun. But I did like the food options. Overall, the food is a win on this ship 100%. Love the fact that the soda is included. Try not to drink as much soda nowadays, but the fact that you want to grab a Diet Coke with your sushi, you go up and you grab it. You don't have to sign over your life. Uh, Scarlet Knight was a very, very smart and cool idea. The fact that they... Uh, got something like you know that that is a really innovative thing that they did the whole scarlet knight entity and creating a myth and a brand around the actual night of scarlet knight was very very good and i think you should check it out and participate in it it was a lot a lot of fun um and uh, I love the fact that they were not politically correct. I love the fact that uh, you're listening to the music on the deck. They're not like giving you the kids bop version of each song. You know, you heard a curse word every once in a while in the music, which is not that I love to hear curse words. It's just, yeah, they let it go. They let it fly. They let the original versions of the songs play. Uh, you know, they, they, <clears throat> they, the, the, the. Anytime somebody grabbed the microphone, there was no problem kind of throwing in some profanity and using profanity. All of that was good. Again, I understand that's not going to be everybody's cup of tea, but I kind of like it, so I have no problem with it whatsoever. What did I not like? I didn't like personally that there was no drink package. I think 
it's kind of smart on their end for not having a drink package. But I liked uh, I like a drink package. I like carefree cruising. Um, the ch- the cell phone charging system where they're going to charge you based on having to scan their cell phone and then work through a series of progressions on the app to actually get it done. And sometimes it goes down. Not good. The app in general is a full on nothing short of a disaster, complete disaster. The app will absolutely crash all of that. There was very, very few times on this cruise when my app would ever work. It would literally just crash all the time. Talking to other people, they said the same thing. The app is, glitchy is not the word. It's non-functional in many cases. Do as much as you possibly can before you get on this cruise because once you're on board, the app is a mess. The Wi-Fi was free. That was awesome. And uh, the bar staff wasn't that that quick. So that's pretty much it. That's my summation of the Virgin Voyages Scarlet Lady four-night cruise that I took uh, to Bimini and Key West. And overall, 100% win. Had a great time. Loved it. Loved what they're doing over at Virgin Voyages. And I think they're only going to get better. My question is, will the business model sustain? Will they have enough people? Again, like I said, ship holds 2,800 people. We had 1,325. And... Uh, the cruise before us, I heard, was around 1,200. Oh, no, the cruise before us was like 1,800, and that was a record. And then it was been like 12 to 1,300 every other cruise and before and since then. But I don't know. I don't know. And, and I'm wondering if they're going to make another class of ships. That's the next question. So now they have four ships under this Scarlet class. Will there be another class? I don't think – I can't imagine there being a need for another class of ships. I don't think they have to go to the drawing board and start doing the whole regular model where they make now the next cruise ship. It's going to come out. It's going to be 3,500 capacity, and then maybe they'll do a mega ship. No, there just is simply not going to be enough of a demand – for this type of thing i think you'll probably see a lot of the maybe the uh the 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 theme cruises end up on scarlet lady or on, or on virgin in general you probably a lot of especially the ones that are of a sexual undertone they built for it i mean again the beds that are on this cruise ship is it's just it's a giant bed it's the bed of cruise ships is what it is but that's pretty much it uh so now let's get into before we hear from our buddy we got to check in with our good friend morgan but after that, we'll get into the emails. Hey, Cones. Sorry to interrupt Tommy's rambling, but I don't have a lot of time and I wanted to ask you about your next cruise. We know there are lots of decisions to make, such as, where do I want to go? How can I get the best deal? And which cruise line is right for me? Whether you're traveling solo, with friends, or your entire family, always be booked. We'll make sure we find the perfect cruise for you. You can book direct, but remember, Cruise line representatives are going to operate in the interest of the cruise line. And don't get me started on those third-party websites. If you are looking for someone who is going to spend the time it takes to ensure that you find the cruise ship, ports of call, and excursions that are right for you, then go to alwaysbebooked.com or email tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. Let's face it, we are all searching for those moments of pure cruise bliss. And based on your detailed conversation with Tommy, we'll make sure it happens for you, over and over again. For the most personal and detailed cruise planning assistance, reach out directly to Tommy and he will make the process as enjoyable as the cruise itself. Whoa, Morgan, don't you think we're exaggerating? Now, Tommy, please let me do my job. My bad. Always be booked. It's a podcast. It's a community. And dare I say, it's a lifestyle. Go to alwaysbebooked.com right now. And let's start planning your next adventure at sea. Ladies and gentlemen, your emails have become a lifeblood of the show. If you want to be a part of the show and get your email read on air, you could do so by hitting me up at Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. If you have anything you want to contribute, you have a question, you have a concern, you have a correction, we love to hear them here at Always Be Booked. So just hit me up, Tommy at alwaysbebooked.com. And we really, for quite frankly, we rely on you. We, we, we want the emails. Bring them, bring them in. Uh, and again, we're going to read them all on air, so definitely let's make it happen. Hi, Tommy. My name is Don, and I have a question. First, I recently found your podcast, and I enjoy listening to it. I heard the other day on the podcast that you are a travel agent. I have always wondered what the difference between a PVP and travel agent is. I have never sailed another line, but my last experience with Carnival, I was pretty frustrated. I have never complained or filled out a negative comment after the cruise prior to my last cruise, but I did 
And after t- talking with my PVP and filling out the comment card, that the, the way I felt, I got no response from Carnival and certainly didn't get any satisfaction. Anyway, I thought if Carnival isn't loyal to me, then why should I be loyal to them? So that led me looking, to, looking into other lines. But instead of having a PVP at each, uh, so he means personal vacation planner, and that's Carnival's term. I don't think the other crews, but it's the same thing. There, you're right. You're in, I know what you're saying. Uh, a third-party travel agent would be better. He, would he, I get it. Just instead of having to deal with a different person at each line. But how much more do I pay? pay with a travel agent and what do the cruise lines think about passengers booking with someone other than them i know i've always heard if you book an excursion with someone other than the cruise line you're taking a risk is it the same way booking your entire cruise through another company anyway if you could shed some light on this for me please don don here's the situation uh the it's the cruise lines don't look at it any differently now they have to pay a commission to the travel agent you do not pay anything else you do not you do not pay more but the thing is is that i'm still like you're you're using a travel agent as a go-between you're basically having a representative when you operate with a personal vacation planner or an agent with any of the other cruise lines they're very very good they do a good job they're very thorough on uh, advantage of them is to being able to have all their information at their fingertips and they can get you a final and definitive answer on any question you might have but the disadvantage to using them is that yes they can be a little uh, they're not as uh, sunshiny all the time. They they they're short with their answers a lot of time, as well as even even more importantly, they are representing the cruise line. You know what I mean? So they're not necessarily going to hunt down deals like I would or another travel agent would for you and work in the interest of you because the travel agent will directly be loyal to you, whereas the cruise line, the PVP, will be more loyal to the, well, they'll get you helped, and they're very helpful, but, you know, they just want to book your cruise. Oh, yeah, Carnival Elation, three days out of Miami in the middle of spring break, and you're 80 years old? Yeah, sounds good. I think think that's going to be a great cruise for you. Give me your credit card. You know, that type of thing. Uh, whereas I would be like, no, 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 that's not where you want to be. Let me put you in it. And I lose a lot of sales from that. I will lose sales by, you know, taking things away from people or, or recommending people away from things they think they want and making them think too much. But that's just kind of how it is. So the cruise line does not have a problem. I am booking through the cruise line for you. And the cruise lines say they love travel agents. Now, yes, if you book directly with them, they wouldn't have to pay us the commission. So I don't know how much they love that there's travel agents out there doing it for them. But they say they love it and they work very, very well with the travel agents and anything that I needed to get done. My only complaint is sometimes, like I said, the hold times. You know, they, they'll have you on hold forever. I just don't know. And then, you know, sometimes the technology doesn't always work. But that's better for me to deal with and people on our end to deal with for, for as opposed to having you have to deal with it, right? And as far as what you would have to pay, more, nothing. You do not have to pay more when you deal with a travel agent than you do with the with the. See, I do it every time. If I get quoted on a cruise on the back end on the travel agent side of things, and before I go back and give that quote out to the to the potential guest, I make sure I look up as a guest on their regular website that they're getting that it's the same price. That there's no better deal on their website. So then I look like an idiot because you say, well, why am I going to use you? I can get this. No, I make sure that the deal is the same. And if the deal isn't the same, I make the call. Hey, I am a you know, travel agent with Always Be Booked and I'm looking up for a client. Why am I not being able to get the same price as an agent as he would be as a guest? And then nine times, a day, and that usually never happens. If that has happened once or twice, it's been fixed right away. So advantages is that you have somebody in your corner directly. That will represent for you. Uh, you have somebody to kind of do the hold and sitting on the hold and the legwork and the research and this and that. And then also uh, the advantage is that um, I will hunt down cruises for you. You're not, in, you're not again, like you said, you're not stuck with one line when it, when you use a travel agent. Also, a lot of times on these cruises, the prices go down, and. You can reprice the cruises. The cruise line is never going to tell you that. They're not going to call you up and say, hey, listen, you paid too much for this cruise. No, they'll let you bid on an upgrade, but that's about it. Whereas 
if I we can we can find out what the price of the cruise is now, and then I could call the cruise line, and we can in effect cancel and rebook the cruise and get a repricing so that you are at a lower pricing level for that vacation. So again, these are the th- I hope that answers your question, Don. And uh, yeah. Tommy at Always Be Booked if you'd like me to help you with your next cruise. What's up, Tommy? Big fan of your show. I love cruising, but I found myself not digging many cruise podcasts because the people that make them cruise a lot differently than I do. Okay, I got you. Sorry. So you he basically saying that the podcasters that you listen to are not similar cruises to you. I love that you embrace the party and craziness, but still seem to appreciate a good relaxing day as well. Anyways, I was thrilled to hear that you were going on a Virgin cruise because I want to hear a review from somebody who might share the same perspective as me. As with all due respect to the other cruise content makers. Uh, now my question. My wife and I have invited a third girl into our bedroom a few times. Oh, here we go. Now it's an email. Now it's a party. Let's read on. Judge us if you like, but it's amazing. And with the trust and communication we have, it's never been a problem for us. I like that it's. I feel like that it's made it's made us closer. Is Virgin all smoke and mirrors, or do you think it'd be easy for people like us, late twenties, her, mid thirties, me, to meet like-minded people on these cruises? We're relatively new to cruises with under four under our belts, but it's going to be really tough to convince me not to boom with the fun ships. Tough to convince me not to boom with the fun ships. Not to boom with the fun ships. That's a carnival reference, right? And then what's boom? I don't know what boom is. Also, how much does the no drink package kill your wallet? Uh, I can put tequila down like it's my job on cruises. Thanks, Tommy. Appreciate you. Cheers. Would love to stay anonymous given the nature of the question. No problem. Okay. Now, it'll only be difficult for me to answer your question because I am not a swinger, uh, nor is Stu. So we weren't looking for that. But if there was a place, if there was any type of ship that would uh, be, and I hear you hear cruise ships you know, you look for the upside down pineapple and people seem to, that seems to be growing on cruise ships. On Virgin Voyages, it absolutely is a fertile environment for that. A hundred percent. Totally. It seems like the cruise, like again, more than any other cruise ship at the very least. Is there some underworld where it's happening on an entire deck of the ship? I don't know. I really don't know. But there are beds everywhere, and it has definitely become a wink and a nod to definitely gay people and definitely people of uh, the swinger lifestyle, that this is 100% the cruise to go on. I can't speak to the degree of ease. Like, is it like, you know, shooting fish in a barrel? Or is it a little bit, do you have to work a little harder to get? I don't know. I don't know that. But I do know that it's 100% all of it. They encourage it. They seem to want it. They seem to want that type of thing. But also at the same time, I guess they call us vanillas, I learned. Uh, for us vanilla people, it's also a good time too. And it's everybody's embraced. It's a really very inclusive cru- cruise ship for everybody in general all around. And um, as far as the drinks go, yeah, it bangs you a little bit. That's 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 the one part that's a little rough but it's it is what it is it's 10 to 13 dollars a drink and you just got to do the math however many you're going to drink just multiply that by the day and by how many days and then that's where you're going to really be at i would say make yourself your own little drink package but the one thing they do do if you like i said and i missed out on this you book 300 dollars in a bar tab before you get on the ship they'll give you an extra hundred in just bar money it used to be just onboard credit, but now they tightened it up, and now it's bar money. So three hundred bar tab gets you four hundred dollars, and that is big. That would have helped me out a lot, definitely. That would have brought it more closer to an actual uh, drink package ish type of an experience. But uh, no, I appreciate your email, anonymous, and uh, good luck on your next cruise. We're gonna wrap it up for today because we already went over an hour, and uh, I do have some more emails. We'll we'll tack them onto next week's show. But uh, again, always be booked cruise and travel lounge on Facebook. Always be booked Instagram. Same thing on YouTube, and we have the Patreon. Eight dollars a month, extra five shows a week, as well as if you want to do the five dollar version, you can get one show a week on top of the two free ones if i'm making any sense 
Hopefully I am. If you want to do that, if you're interested in becoming a super or a mega cone, uh, sign up to uh, uh, patreon.com slash always be booked. That's Patreon slash always be patreon.com slash always be booked. You guys are the best. Boat drinks cones. There's a place where the boat leaves from. It takes away I love your big problems. You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean. But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. Take one part sand, one part sea, and one part shade of a nine tree. And the drinks are cold and the reggae is hot. And I know this is the place for me. Get away. To where the boat leaves from, it takes away all of your big problems. You could worries, you could drop them in the blue ocean, but you gotta get away to where the boat leaves. Jimmy. Perfectly good island somewhere We'll all ride the boats and don't grab your coat You won't need it where we are going Get away to where the boat leaves from It takes away all of your big problems You could worry, you could drop them in the blue ocean But you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from Pick me up Pick me up Pick me up Put me down down in the sand where it's cool Put me down And when I fall on my stool Put me down I'll just leave there till morning comes round With sunshine ten ladies And pina coladas And Bob Marley songs that I'm playing There's a song in my ear That I want you to hear Soft tropical lips that are singing Get away to where the boat leaves from, it takes away all of your big problems. You can worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean, but you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from. So get away to where the boat leaves from, it takes away all of your big problems. You can worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean, but you gotta get away to where the. So get away to where the boat leaves from, it takes away all of your big problems. You can worry, you can drop them in the blue ocean, but you gotta get away to where the boat leaves from.